we're going to start with something that I believe is um, really affecting people's lives uh, even more so than a lot of the bluster, you know, we heard in the GOP town hall last night on CNN. You know, a lot of that is theoretical. What would I do if I were president? Well, we have something that's happening right now um, in the state of North Carolina that is stripping American citizens of rights. And a lot of people, you know, think it's this this other community that doesn't affect them. Well, first of all, that's a completely ignorant view. And second of all, a lot of people don't realize that it goes far beyond the rights of LGBT Americans. Um, and really, you know, there's a lot of um, things going on in this state that need to be sorted out and people need to understand what's going on so that they can stand up um, to this hateful bigotry that's going on. And North Carolina, a huge state uh, within these United States of America. And to help me sort through that, uh, we have a good friend of the show who's been on plenty of times before with Leslie, and now I'm fortunate enough to interview him, uh, Zach Ford, who's the editor of Think Progress LGBT at the Center for American Progress Action Fund. Um, you can check out Zach's work on Twitter, at Zach Ford. Um, Zach, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's good to be here, Mark. So, um, you know, I've been following uh, your work uh, regarding the uh, developments in North Carolina regarding the bill, which is called HB2, uh, being signed into law pretty much overnight. Um, you know, this special session that they did, you know, in the, in the dead of night, um, if they were so proud of this law, you'd think they'd be touting it all over the place. But we'll get to that as well. I want to read um, for those who either don't know, you know, about what this law does or just need a reminder or some clarification before I read this, this is according to the Associated Press, and that's about as non-political and as non-partisan a news source as you can get. I mean, Zach, you're in the media. That stuff's pretty much, most of the time, if, if they're reporting it, it's pretty much hard fact. Would you agree? I, I would agree. It's definitely a very different tone than we take at Think Progress. Yeah, which, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, regardless of their political affiliation, when they see something from the Associated Press, you know, it's pretty much nonpartisan. This is what they had to say. This is according to the Associated Press. North Carolina's HB2, which was signed into law last week by Republican Governor Pat McCrory, does the following. This is quoted from the article. Requires people to use multi-stall bathrooms that match their birth certificates at state agencies, schools, and universities even if that means forcing transgender people with heavy beards to use women's rooms and putting people with feminine appearances in men's rooms. The law also makes clear local measures cannot protect people on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity or require businesses to provide higher minimum wages or paid sick leave and, and, it blocks workers from suing in state courts over workplace discrimination based on race, religion, color, national origin, age, sex, or handicap, directing complaints instead to a state commission, end quote. That's according to the Associated Press. So, Zach, this law not only forces transgender people to use bathrooms that match their birth certificates, but it goes way, way further. Isn't that correct? Yeah, it, they they tossed as much in there as they they felt they could, um, and still feel justified passing it in a single day. Like you said, uh, it's it's really quite atrocious. It's a really disgusting overreaction to simply 
the city of Charlotte wanting to make sure that people were protected based on their sexual orientation or gender identity. Uh, and, you know, there's just there's so much to unpack in it, and we're already starting to see the consequences. I just was reading a story about a trans man who is carrying around cards with him that he can hand to, to women that he might see in the women's room that he's now legally required to use, um, who just to try to explain why they, they see this, you know, burly guy coming in there. You know, and it's, first of all, it was already a false narrative that, you know, this bill was passed to protect women and children in restrooms. They're basically just playing on the most ignorant, you know, built-up fears that, that people have about this stuff and lying. But if that's what they were really concerned about, they're actually creating the exact opposite of what they allegedly wanted to have in it happen in bathrooms. And that that's a perfect example of it. I mean, even going beyond the point about, you know, how ridiculous it is to force someone to carry around ID to use the effing bathroom. Like it's, I just, uh, it's a good thing we're on yeah. radio, Zach. No, of course. I need to censor and, and you know, myself right it, now. We want to be careful that we don't paint transgender men, um, in the same way that, we, the, the sort of stereotypes rely on that, that men, by default, are somehow threatening. Um, but I, I still think there's a validity to women feeling uncomfortable with someone who identifies as a man being in that space. But when a woman is saying that they feel unsafe because of somebody who actually identifies as a woman, um, somebody that they might just perceive as having some masculine features, might not even be somebody who's transgender at all, that's where you're getting into transphobia, that's where you're getting into um, fear of, of people who are just different than you who don't meet certain uh, expectations of gender. Uh, and, you know, there's just really nothing to substantiate that those fears actually relate to threats to privacy or safety whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Georgia Governor Nathan Deal say in the entire state of Georgia, he reviewed it and there was absolutely no uh, incidents that happened in bathrooms like this, no incidents to actually force that law to happen in the entire state of Georgia. And I haven't heard of any evidence of, habit, of it happening in the state of North Carolina because they'd be touting it all over the place. So it's just an absolute, like you said, it's an absolute case of, of transphobia. And you have Governor McCrory out here trying to defend this hateful law. Um, you wrote a piece where he's uh, quoted as saying, we're not taking away any rights. And that that's completely false. Isn't that right? Yeah, you know, when I wrote that piece, uh, I, I worked really hard not to use the word lie, because in journalism, it's a very high standard. You need to be able to prove that the person knows that the information that they're saying is false and yet say it anyway. And I, I couldn't quite prove that. So I guess I had to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was stupid enough to know that there were already a number of LGBT protections in cities across North Carolina, not just in Charlotte, and that this bill completely overrides them. So in, in other cities where, for example, an employee might be disciplined for being uh, for being gay, for being bi, for being trans, uh, and could find protection under their city's human rights commission, those laws are no no longer enforceable because this state law preempts it and says that you can't actually protect people based on LGBT status because that goes beyond what the state protects. So, you know, it's, it's utter nonsense to say that this doesn't take rights away because you can clearly identify many places where those rights existed and now no longer can be enforced. I mean, now you could have someone get married, you know, to, uh, you know, gay uh, member, members of a couple, two gay people or two lesbian uh, Americans getting married, and then it's a matter of public record. So technically their employer could just look it up and then fire them because of it, and they would have absolutely no recourse, whereas before Governor McCrory signed this law into effect, 
they would have had protection. So it, it is absolutely false. The other thing that he keeps uh, putting out there is that oh, he says, you know, what, what I and the Republican legislature did in North Carolina is the exact same thing as Houston, where voters overturned uh, the uh, Houston Equal Rights Ordinance uh, back in November in a referendum. But that's also uh, not true, correct? Oh, totally, because the North Carolina law reaches far, far um beyond what, what happened with uh, Houston. Uh, HERO, the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance, was a law like Charlotte passed that would have protected LGBT people from discrimination, as, as well as a number of other groups. And voters overturned that in a referendum. So it, they removed that and said, you know, we're, we're not going to explicitly protect LGBT people. But you know, a, a trans person in Houston can still use the right restroom. They're not breaking a law by doing that. Whereas the North Carolina law says, you know, in any public space, including any public school or university, if a trans person uses the facility that matches their gender identity but not their birth certificate, they're actually breaking the law. Um, so it's it's very much an overreach in that regard. And of course, as you mentioned, it you know it also affects all of these other laws that might just protect workers. Um, any city in North Carolina that might want to pass a higher minimum wage or a higher minimum set of benefits for employees, all of those laws were preempted by this, too. It was a provision that had nothing to even do with LGBT protections, but um, just reining in any extension that, that cities might offer to their workers. And I don't think a lot of people knew that initially. I mean, that's I honestly didn't. I was reading and I was already outraged about what they were doing to the transgender community. And then it's like the other shoe drops and you're like, wait a minute, what? Like, it's just I was absolutely shocking. And I think, honestly, like you said, Zach, the more that we see the effects on, you know, trans, the transgender community, like the story you brought up, as well as, I mean, you honestly, the, one of the things that mentioned was like someone who's handicapped or being discriminated based on their race, you know, having limited uh, uh, being able, not able to sue their uh, employer uh, when they could have before if they were discriminated uh, against, I mean, based on age, religion. It's just, it's absolutely stunning. And the other thing is, this is really going to hurt North Carolina's economy. We're actually going to take a break, but when we come back, Zach is going to help explain um, why this isn't just going to hurt the people of North Carolina, but it's also going to hurt their economy and is going to hurt their hurt the jobs there and basically opportunities, um, you know, for people to, in North Carolina to to be a business-friendly community, which they've been, and have businesses want to come there. I mean, there's been a huge backlash that we're going to talk about after this break. If you'd like to join in the conversation with Zach Ford, who's the editor of Think Progress LGBT, or myself, Mark Grimaldi, you can do so by giving us a call at 888-6-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. There's just one more segment with Zach after this quick commercial break. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show, 888-6-LESLIE. Hey! 
Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall. As I said before, I am joined by Zach Ford, who is the editor of Think Progress LGBT at the Center for American Progress Action Fund. Uh, you could follow Zach on Twitter. It's just at Zach Ford, Z-A-C-K-F-O-R-D. Uh, he writes really great pieces, um, not only on this, but also the law um, in Georgia. He talked about just pretty much every aspect of this. I know it can be kind of... Um, confusing to sort through when there's so many aspects uh, of, of rights that it limits, to be frank. Um, I, I do want to go back to where I was heading to before the break, Zach. Um, you know, HB2 is really going to hurt the North Carolina economy by making it, as I was saying before, a much less business-friendly climate for companies and their employees. And before I go any further uh, on that note, I, I want to read this paragraph from your article yesterday at Think Progress. Quote, public opinion is already expressing itself in a literal marketplace. The High Point Market, which is the largest furnishings industry trade show in the world, sent out a press release explaining that, quote, dozens of customers have contacted the High Point Market Authority to inform us that they have canceled plans to attend the market in April due to passage of HB2. As leaders and organizers of the High Point Market, we feel an obligation to inform the public and our government leaders in Raleigh of the significant economic damage that HB2 is having on the High Point Market and on the North Carolina economy. Based on the reaction in just the last few days, hundreds and perhaps thousands of customers will not attend the market this April. The release also notes that the High Point Market is the largest economic event in the state of North Carolina each year. The largest. The market has an annual economic impact of $5.38 billion and generates over 600,000 visitors to the state each year. The market and the home furnishings industry in North Carolina are responsible for over 37,000 jobs in our great state, end quote. So the high point market may not be threatening to leave North Carolina, but it's certainly uh, promising diminishing returns because of the state's endorsement. Of discrimination, as you so adeptly wrote, uh, Zach. In addition to that press release on Monday, there's more than 80 prominent business leaders that signed a letter yesterday calling for a full repeal of HB2, and that list includes the likes of Apple, Facebook, Airbnb, Yahoo, Twitter, Salesforce, Marriott, Pfizer, and Levi Strauss. So, with all this pressure, Zach, like, it, will it work in Indiana last, like it did last year, and then? It, like it did in Georgia this week, where similar anti-LGBT measures were ultimately defeated, do you think? Well, you know, here's the interesting test. Uh, in North Carolina, this is already law, and the lawmakers don't come back for quite a while to even do any other business. So it's very different than Indiana last year and Arizona the year before that, because in Arizona, they were able to get the veto from Governor Brewer before um, that law passed. And in Indiana, the legislature was still in session, so they could revisit it and remove um, the pieces that would have allowed that religious liberty law to discriminate. So in North Carolina, it's really time for these businesses to to put their money where their mouth is, and, and instead of just threatening action, taking action, because it's too late to threaten. I mean, the, the law passed in a day, so there was an opportunity for public comment. There was an opportunity for public debate uh, about this before it happened. So to really put the pressure on, it's time to follow through on those kinds of threats um, to make sure that 
you know, North Carolina becomes an example for what happens when a state uh, embraces anti-LGBT discrimination, that these businesses who know that their employees and their customers uh, benefit and that their business benefits when they you know, respect LGBT people uh, say we're not going to we're not going to do our business in North Carolina anymore. We're going to take it elsewhere. So, in addition to the pressure, by and I agree with you. By the way, I mean these. It's great that so far we've gotten. I don't want to just call it lip service because they are asking for a full repeal, and you know they're putting their company name on the line, which they very well should because they represent an array of all Americans, including LGBT Americans. And if they don't want to lose their business as well, then they need to step up. And so does Bank of America, frankly, which is headquartered in North Carolina. It was very disappointing not to see them uh, sign on to this letter, but I, I do see that there's going to be some pressure put on them to step up in a big way. So I would encourage people um, you know, to find online, I'm sure, I, I should have had this ready actually, I'm sure there's probably a petition uh, that you could find under Google uh, asking Bank of America to, you know, basically come out against this law. And if not, hey, maybe we'll create one, Zach. Um, in addition to the pressure by businesses, a coalition of groups led by the ACLU filed a measure to block the law, to block HB2 as a violation of the United States Constitution. Um, what about this effort, Zach? Sure. So, you know, we, we know from the marriage equality rulings that we can have success in the courts when we show uh, that there's discrimination against us. And certainly there's some uh, foundation for this uh, in the Romer v. Evans case where, you know, Colorado tried to enforce discrimination against LGBT people, and the court said, no, this is a, a violation of, of, of folks' rights. And so this is a lawsuit from uh, three different people. Two of them are, are transgender men, and one of them is a, a lesbian woman. They're all part of... Uh, North Carolina's university system, and the lawsuit just spells out, look, you know, um, this one trans man professor needs to go to a local business just to find a bathroom he can use because uh, the bathrooms uh, on his campus are almost all sex segregated, and he doesn't feel comfortable taking himself into a women's restroom. Uh, The student, likewise, you know, has to travel to other buildings um, and can, you know, struggle to miss classes or or just generally have his education hampered because of this. Uh, The the lesbian professor, uh, she's actually an associate dean, I think, at at a law school. You get about 30. 30 seconds left, Zach, sorry. She, she and her partner travel to Charlotte and other cities, and where they were once protected, now they have to fear. Uh, and the, the joke that they, they have the same first name, so they have to disclose that they're lesbians quite a bit. So, um, you know, it opens the door for them to, to be discriminated against. So hopefully the, the legal system will be another avenue where we can really challenge this law. Zach Ford of Think Progress LGBT, thank you. Follow Zach at Zach Ford on Twitter. This is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall.